need to move abroad. Some people think that they need a boatload of cash, they need a pile of savings, they need lottery winnings or something to be able to afford to leave the United States to live their expat dreams somewhere else in the world. So today I'm just going to debunk that. <laughs> We're not even going to pretend like I'm going to say, well, maybe you need a lot of money. We already know you don't need a lot of money. Today, we're going to work on your exact dollar figure. Like, we are going to calculate together exactly how much you would need to leave the United States. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Stephanie Perry. I'm a year-round house sitter. I'm the creator of House Sitter School. I help black women take a sabbatical or move abroad on a budget. If that's interesting to you, make sure that you subscribe to my channel and turn on notifications and you'll be notified when I post a new video. Welcome. Welcome to you, friends. Welcome to y'all in the chat. Thank you for being patient with me. I'm moving out of my Airbnb today. Uh, so there's some packing happening and uh, I'm late. So thank you for being patient. If you're here in the chat, say hi. If you're watching and uh, the replay, say hi in the replay. You know how YouTube is. They'll tell me that you're here. My voice doesn't sound so great, but we're going to get through it. Okay, we're going to do this together because the number, right, the money number. Once you come up with how much money do I need to actually be able to move abroad, uh, things get real. <laughs> you are able to get to planning. up un Until that point, everything is up in the air. Until you know how much you're going to need every month in a place. You're just dreaming about going to a place. Once you know what you need in a month, you are planning on going to a place. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Mom. Good morning, B. Irvin. Good morning, Tiffany. Bridget, Kiki, Profess. Good morning, Felicia, Libra, Cutie Pie. Good morning, Natisha, Telsuis, Esther, Gail, Amelia, Maxine. Good morning, everyone. Libra Lady, Piao, Ken Ken, Kim. Good morning, Kimmy. Good morning, Sweetums, Valerie, Elle McAllister, Eleanor. Good morning, friends. I'm glad you're here. Get some paper, get something to write with, or something to take notes on. It is 2021, so you may be taking notes on, like, a digital thing. Open up a new tab, browser tab, if you're on your computer, because we're going to get to calculating. Let me get myself together. We're going to get to calculating right here. Okay. I'm, le I'm staying in La Paz, but I'm moving to another place, and I had to do some stuff, and so I need to... Get ready. Okay, let me get myself together. All right. I'm going to a super swanky place. I've been in La Paz for three months in this particular Airbnb, which is nice. Two bedrooms, one bathroom, nice outdoor space. I'm about to spend some time in a super swanky place for a week because someone's rented this place for the week. So I'm going someplace deluxe for a little while. So this morning was... Because by the time this live stream ends, I'm going to have time to eat breakfast and then go. The cleaning lady is going to be here by the time the live stream ends to clean for the next people who come. They don't come until Monday, but she can't come on Sunday. Okay. So I hope you all have your work from anywhere toolkit because we're using the resources in the toolkit to get you um, your number. If you don't have that yet, let me see if I have a quick link I can copy. If you don't have that yet, let me get that link and drop it in here. Okay, we're using resources from the Work From Anywhere Toolkit to get our number, to find out exactly how much we are going to need. Some, 
some pre-work, prep work, it's good to have an idea of where you want to go, even if you don't know for sure. Okay, we're going to work out this plan. <laughs> Yvonne, you're not on replay. This is live. Good morning. <laughs> she says, I'm watching the replay. No, you're not. Hello, friend. Good morning, Ms. Hurricane. Good morning, Esther. Good morning, Pinky Girl, Adelia. Good morning, Roxana. Yeah, you're live, friend. Okay, okay. Okay, I got it together. I promise y'all, I got it together now. Okay, so what you need to start with is an idea of where you want to go, okay? If you don't have an idea, just pick a place. Like, seriously, just pick Porto, Portugal, okay? If you don't have a place, your place for this exercise is Porto, Portugal. Um, and then you can do this later for other places. If you do have a place, use that place, okay? And then get your... Get your um, Get your um, toolkit. Get your work from anywhere toolkit. Okay, we're decluttering money fear. All March we've been talking decluttering. We decluttered some myths about black travel. We decluttered physically our homes for our moves abroad. Um, we've decluttered some, I forgot what we did the other week. We decluttered your questions that were rattling in your mind. This week we're decluttering the money issue. Okay, we're decluttering that money fear. We're getting rid of it. March we have cleared out. March was a clear out month, okay? And we're ending March with clearing out the money questions. All right. Okay, now I got my notes. Okay, let's start working on how much money you need to move abroad. First, we need to figure out the recurring expenses. So, okay, here are the three things we're going to figure out. We're going to figure out your four things. We're going to figure out your expenses back home. Some of you are going to hold on to things that you're that are going to cost you money. Storage, which I don't recommend. Uh, some of you are going to keep your homes and rent your homes out. Um, some of you are even going to have car payments. I also, another thing I don't recommend. So we're going to figure out home expenses, expenses back home. Hopefully you will get that to as close to zero as possible. We're going to figure out one-time expenses for moving. And then we're going to figure out recurring expenses in your new place. And then we're going to figure out income, right? How much money do you have so you don't have to stress out about how much money you need to make, okay? So we're going to work on those four, these four things. Hopefully we can do this in an hour, okay? So the first thing we're going to figure out is your home expenses. What things are you going to hold on to that are costing you money? Um, as I said, I hope that this is as close to zero as possible. If you're keeping your home and you have a mortgage payment or if you're keeping your place and you have a, have rent, write down that monthly rent, right? Write down the rent and any expenses that you're going to be responsible for when you go, okay? If you're going to be renting it out, we're going to put that in income. So the rent that you have to pay or the mortgage that you have to pay, we're putting in expenses, Okay. Later on, we'll put some stuff in the income that'll hopefully balance out that number. Anybody here planning on storing things? I would like to talk to you. <laughs> I just want to tell you something. If you're planning on storing things, don't pay for storage. Find someone who will let you store things in their garage or in their basement or whatever. Please try your hardest not to pay for storage. It's just expensive. And whatever you store, for the most part, you're not going to want to want it. When you come back, it's no longer going to fit your new life, quite possibly, quite possibly. 
Uh, so we're going to put in our rent, our storage, um, um, Anyone else have any? Okay, if you've got a car payment that you're going and you're going to leave with a car payment, write that down. Another thing I don't recommend, I would, ne I would never, I would never want to move to a new country, start a new life and have lo lots of bills back in the U.S., okay? Um, home, a home is one thing. A home can make you money. A car probably not going to make you money. Storage is just going to drain your money. Everybody gotten to that point? I sold my car. I did too. Actually, my dad sold my car after I left. After I left, he sold it for me. But I had no car payment. Yes. Okay, so that's that section is pretty easy. That section is pretty, well, for most of us, that section is pretty easy. Everybody ready to move on? When everything changed, care changed My car is paid off, but I do have a storage. Okay, so two, two good points. Um, paying for storage, one more, just one more time. Everyone, I think, will agree. Everyone who has ever paid for storage and then left the country for months at a time or years at a time would agree that they came back and had no idea what was in that storage container. They had no idea. They've been paying for months or years, thousands of dollars, because storage ain't cheap paying thousands of dollars for things and um, was like, I should have just gotten rid of it. Give the things that you value and you cherish to people who you value and cherish. If, if you cannot seem to part with it, give it to people who will love it and take good care of it. If you um, can sell it, sell it. If you're planning to move and take things with you, probably that's also more, more expensive than saving. Right. It's going to cost you more in shipping your items and paying taxes to get or paying whatever it's called, the fees to get your stuff in a new country than it would cost just to replace your stuff. Um, so I hope that you um, can get get your storage as small as possible and as inexpensive as possible. Get it to the point where you can just put it in someone's basement or someone's garage. All right. Student loan payments. A read. I don't have student loan payments, so I'm talking as someone who has not dealt with this. I had one $2,000 student loan from my freshman year. I went to Spelman College my freshman year. I had a $2,000 student loan. It took me probably five years to pay it, seriously, at least. But I had one student loan, so I've not had to deal with the burden of student loans. I think because of the lower rate and stuff, and they just seem to stick around forever, that is something you take it with you. Just take your student loan with you. Continue paying. Get the payment as small as possible. Take it with you. We're talking credit card debt and auto loan, auto loan payments and unsecured debt, like um, second mortgages and stuff. Get those things paid off or worked out somehow. Good, Natisha. Selling my house, not paying for storage, things in parents' garage, no car payments. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So home expenses, if any, if I've skipped over something, holler at us, okay? These are the home expenses that I had, zero. <laughs> so I can, I can talk based on my experience and the experiences of me and my homegirls, the people who I've talked to. Okay, so we're going to talk about one-time moving expenses. This is uh, your flight. <laughs> your flight to the next place. This is the 
residency visa that you're going to need where you're going. If your plan is to bop around the globe, you're probably just going to be on tourist visas. You still need to check it out. Most U.S. passport holders can get to a lot of the world on just a tourist visa without any prior work. But there are some countries where you need to do some prior work. Vietnam, you have to fill out a form. Australia, you had to fill out a form. Of course, I'm talking pre-COVID stuff. Um, so it's even harder during COVID, but we're, I'm assuming that we're, we're planning for the future. Um, so figure out the, the um, visa situation where you want to go, okay? If you're, like I said, if you're bopping around, you're probably just going to be on tourist visas. If you want to go someplace for a year, most likely you're going to need to get some sort of residency, short term, uh, permanent or temporary residency in a country. In a lot of countries, that's still pretty inexpensive, right? I think the filing fee for, we did a, we did workshops on Mexico, Portugal, and France, and none of them had a filing fee that was over like $200 or something. All of them were in the hundreds, I'm pretty sure. So you'll need to um, work out how much you need for your visa where you're going, right? We've done workshops, we, I've talked a lot about getting residency abroad. I've done workshops with other with like expat coaches on getting residency abroad. There's information on that in your work from anywhere toolkit, but you, this is a number that you need to have written down. How much is my visa going to cost me to get somewhere? You're also going to want to, um, so we've got flight, we've got your visa. Okay. So I counted in one-time expenses. I counted travel insurance. Okay. Travel medical insurance, not travel insurance that just covers you in case your luggage is lost or stolen, stolen, but travel insurance that covers you in the event that you need to be hospitalized or medically evacuated. I counted that as a one-time expense because once you get that and you get to your country, you may possibly qualify for their national health care, which will then become a recurring expense if you want to get private insurance. I hope I'm being clear on this. So um, if you so write down what your policy is going to cost you, that's going to cover you until you can get insurance in your new country. OK, so those of us who have written down Porto, Portugal, we need to find out that we know that the process is going to take us some time once we get into Portugal. And how long is it going to take us to get onto their healthcare system and to get private insurance in Portugal? Right. Maybe it'll take a month or two. We need to make sure that we have insurance that covers us for that overlap. OK, again, in the work from anywhere toolkit, there are insurance resources to tell you how much that's going to cost. I pay for an annual policy and it's under a thousand dollars for a year. Um, but, you know, insurance, it's so subjective. Like I'm not covered for a lot of things. I'm not covered for things like scuba diving. I'm not covered for maternity care. So if I got pregnant, my insurance doesn't cover that. Right. I'm paying for the cheapest possible policy I could find. Okay. All right. Good. I was clear. B. Irvin's with us. Okay. Any other one-time expenses that you think we need to calculate for that we're not calculating for? All we've got in our one-time expenses category is our flight there, our insurance that's going to cover us while we're... Um, in route while we're getting insurance somewhere. Uh, and for digital nomads, for people who plan to bop around, this is going to be annual. Okay. 
it's not going to you're not going to end up somewhere long enough to get on their national health care. So you're going to need to um, get this is going to be an annual thing instead of a one time thing. Okay, (laughs) Brenda, do I know what Medicare covers? No idea. I don't know about either one of these things. Shipping vehicles. It depends on where you're going, Brenda. You probably don't want to ship your vehicle. Um, um, U.S. vehicles have to be retrofitted in other countries or, you know, like things have to, we have different requirements than they have. They have different requirements than we have. You have to um, register your vehicle in Mexico. It's super expensive. Um, I don't know how much it costs in other places, but I know in Mexico, we were talking 20 to 30% of your vehicle cost just to register your vehicle in another country. There are cars where you're going. There are cars, there are cars where you're going. You may not even need a car. Those of us who are going to Porto, Portugal, we don't need no car. Okay. (laughs) All right. So that's why we're not covering shipping and moving. We're not, this is not for people. This is, I cannot help you move your things, ship your things. I hope that I can persuade you to not do that. I hope I can persuade you to leave with some suitcases and your pets and yourself, maybe your spouse, if they act right and go (laughs) i hope i can persuade you not to ship you don't want to take the u.s there with you figuratively and literally this is um a chance to do things a different way uh so i hope i hope i hope i can't i can't I can't think of anyone who I've spoken to who has shipped things to their new country who says it was worth that. Wherever you go, there's a store. <laughs> there's furniture. Rashida, we found out from Rashida, you should be, you should be subscribed to Rashida's channel because she's moved to Mexico City and she's um, furnishing her own home in Mexico, furnishing her apartment in Mexico City. What we've learned from Rashida is you probably want to take some good sheets. <laughs> if you're going somewhere, you probably want to take some good sheets because here in Mexico, they're not into it. They're not into fancy, expensive, not not expensive, but they're not into good feeling, good quality sheets. If they are, then it, they must be hiding them somewhere. All right. So follow Rashida for information about like the act of furnishing your home. Also, Adelia, who's here in the chat, Picky Girl Travels the World. Adelia is also um, furnishing or has furnished her apartment in Mexico City. Adelia is Picky Girl Travels the World. I'm just going to put her channel name. I hope I can persuade you not to take things, a lot of things, okay? Not to ship your stuff to another country. If you must, you must. (laughs) But I can't help you with that. I can't help you calculate the cost with that. I don't want to deal with it. That's something I would never want to deal with. I would never advise anyone to deal with. It's so expensive. Even if the actual putting it on a ship is not expensive. Once you get it to Mexico, oh, believe you're going to pay. Okay? I house sat for a woman who had brought her mother's desk. She she, She herself was a very senior citizen. Okay, she brought her mother's might have been her grandmother's desk, a writing desk. She paid thousands of dollars in in import tax for that old desk when she could have just given it to a cousin. Right. Give it to a cousin. I saw a note on here about um, what about. 
sorry, I'm scrolling back. I'm scrolling back. Most self-employed and 1099 contractors have no idea they can actually qualify for a 100% forgivable PPP loan. They can get two and a I'm sorry, I saw a note about like things that are valuable to you. Yes, keep those. Find someone who will keep them for you. Find someone who you trust, who you know you can trust to keep those valuable things for you, but keep it like keep it a still couple storage containers. Yes, keep some stuff. I don't mean throw trash it all. If you've got some photo albums that mean something to you, keep some. Digitize some pictures, right? Get some pictures on the digital platform and then keep some physical things. Yes. I have refrigerator magnets, right? <laughs> I have kept refrigerator magnets at my parents' house. Keeps if something means something to you, find a way to keep it without paying for storage. Okay, Yoga Bliss Dance, can we talk about people needing to visit a country first? You don't need to visit first. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. If you if you get to a place, you've done your research and you think you're gonna love it, you get there and you don't love it. You can just pick up and go someplace else. That is why one of the one of the benefits of not shipping your stuff. Yeah, you know, you got your four suitcases, your husband, your spouse, husband, wife, dog. Y'all get up and go. We don't like it here. We're going to the next. Right. Freedom. You don't you don't have to visit a place first. I would like seriously, I wouldn't move, move. But again, what's the difference between moving somewhere and just getting somewhere and then deciding to stay. I would get somewhere and then see if I wanted to stay. I've told this story a lot of times. I, went, I thought Malaysia, I thought after I took my gap year to travel the world that I would stick in Malaysia. After that year was over and I traveled around Southeast Asia mostly, I would stay in Malaysia. Good food. They had, a, at the time, they had a very um, generous, like, visa policy for Americans. It was pretty easy to get residency in Malaysia at the time. I don't think that happens anymore, but it's called Malaysia, my second home back in the day. Um, right. Good food, good um, policy for visas, beautiful beaches, um, you know, great cost of living, super fast, inexpensive internet for people who still need to work. I got to Malaysia and it was hot. <laughs> it was too hot. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Like it was hot enough that all of those other things didn't matter. All that stuff didn't matter. You know what I did? I went to the next country. <laughs> All right. This isn't going to be it for me. Move on to the next place. I really don't I really don't mind when people say, "Oh, I moved someplace and I've never been there before." Okay. Cuz if you don't like it, pick up and on to the next. It's pretty easy. It's pretty, it's pretty, not, this is why, this is, it's a mindset shift. This is, it's harder to move from Delaware to Ohio. So when I was a kid, we moved from Delaware to Ohio. It's probably harder to move from Delaware to Ohio than it is to move from Delaware to Porto, Portugal, right? You don't need to have people ship your stuff. Uh, you pick up and go, <laughs> pack your bags and go, right? Get your residency. You do need to get residency. So that's like easier than selling a home. Probably, you know, you're getting residency somewhere is probably easier than selling a home if you qualify. All right. At what point in travel should you set up a foreign bank account? It depends on where you're going. So in Portugal, like before you even apply for residency, you have to have a bank account in Portugal. Right. Um, in Mexico, I don't think they care. So it depends on where you're going. 
and if you need a bank account in that country. Um, as So my experience with people who have moved places, a lot of that is, is from people who I've met that I've house sat for. And I've house sat for plenty of people in Mexico who live in Mexico, permanent residents in Mexico, own property in Mexico, and bank in Canada, right? Can they, or, you know, a lot of them are Canadians. Bank in Canada or bank in the U.S. Um, so it depends. So that, that depends on where you're going. So Portugal, you got to get that bank account before you even apply for residency. In Mexico, you get it when you feel like it. <laughs> you get it later. Just later. Manana. Always manana. That's something you need to find out. If you need that bank account before you can apply for residency, then you need that bank account before you can apply for residency. <clears throat> All right, pets. Um, pets are a country-specific situation, country-specific and airline-specific even, right? So you got to deal with the country and you've got to deal with the airline. Thank you very much for the super chat. Let's see if I can put it on my screen. Thank you for the super chat, Profess LCH. I, no, so I don't keep my super chat on this channel. Um, this week's super chat is going to, I have a person, but I don't remember where I wrote, wrote her name. This week's super chat is going to another YouTube creator who has some, some videos that I loved watching this week. Um, and she's talking about cultural appreciation versus appropriation, especially in terms of expat life and moving abroad. Um, freaking. I really should have had her um, info here. Let's see. I'm sorry. I'll take a minute later and get her name. But I'm not keeping the super chat. Thank you very much for the super chat. I like to share my super chat with other creators, other black women who are making things on the Internet. All right. All right. Back, back at it. I'm sorry. I can't right now. I can't think of her name. Is That's a problem I have. But I'll tell y'all. Why are people snagging this $89 portable AC? I recently discovered how to refrigerate any room in my house in under five minutes. With <clears throat> I forgot myself. Uh, pets. Lots of countries will not let you bring in pit bull or pit bull mixed dogs, or they're actually not just pit bulls. There are certain breeds, that lar large breeds, that countries won't let you import. You need to look for your specific place. This is why today we're talking about moving to a specific place. You need to do your Googles and find out a what the rules are for your specific country and for the airline that you're going to be flying on. Okay, You've got two different people that you've got to make happy. What will the country let me bring in and what will the airline fly? Will the airline let me fly in my large breed dog? Okay, so that's very country specific. So it is possible, yes, um, but it's, it's, it's not um, a cut and dry answer. All right, so Pat, I see your question about cell phone service. We're going to get to some monthly expenses. Okay, so we've we've written down our one-time expensive expenses. I do have that problem. I can see her, like I can see her YouTube channel, I can see her face, but I have I can't tell you her name or her YouTube name right now. But then it'll pop up in my head in a few minutes. Um, 
me see. I can't even remember where I wrote it down. I wrote it down and I don't even remember where I wrote it down. My notebook's not here. All right. Adelia says APHIS is a great resource for animal travel. Okay, so you guys, friends with pets, check out APHIS, A-P-H-I-S. American Pet, I don't know. I can't even figure out what it would stand for. Okay, that's a good point. So this is, re this is something we're going to calculate into our one-time expenses. What is the extra cost for taking our pets with us? If we're going for three months or so, you can consider just bringing a pet sitter into your home. <laughs> I might be available. I, um, so it depends on what you're doing. If you're going for good, you're, you're going to want to take your pet. I understand that. If you're going for a few months, you may very well want to um, bring in a pet sitter. If, you're, if you already know you got to keep your home anyway, then that might be about a val a of an option that works. Trusted House Sitters annual membership is something like $129 for bringing in as many house sitters as you can for the year. All right, so you guys are asking questions now about the monthly recurring stuff, so let's get on to the monthly. Sandra, I see your question, and I saw the previous question about cell phones. Okay, so now we just need to figure out what our monthly recurring expenses are going to be in our new place. We're going to write down the expense, the thing the item, and then we're going to look for the expense, okay? We're going to look for what it's going to cost us, okay? So, of course, accommodation is going to be our biggest monthly recurring expense. We're going to write down accommodation. We're going to need insurance, you know, health care for us and for our pet. So I guess that's two separate things. We're going to need our own insurance when we get where we're going, and we're going to need month like health care for our pet, uh, we need to write down what our debt payments are going to be. So those of us who did go but have debts back in the U.S., what is our monthly debt payment? So student loan payment or whatever, your, your, whatever, your monthly debt payments, um, your, your utilities in your new place, what utilities are you going to have to pay for? Food, of course, got to eat, transportation, fun time. Clothing, giving, saving, all right? We're going to write down all of our monthly recurring expenses. And then we're going to find out how to figure out what that is, okay? How to figure out what that um, recurring expense is. All right. All right, Yvonne says, is there a... Website. I'm sorry. I'm on a different screen. I can't see y'all. I lost you. Okay. Is there a website for finding house sits? I have a whole playlist on house sitting. Actually, let me get you the house sitter toolkit. Okay. So yes, I use trusted house sitters for house sitting. This is the new house sitter toolkit. Download the toolkit. You'll have the link for trusted house sitters. You'll have the pitch letter. You'll have uh, just some things that I use to, to house sit. Trusted house sitters to book house sits, and then the things that I use while I'm house sitting to, to make house sitting um, com comfortable. Housesit.vicarious.com slash toolkit. So get that toolkit. All right, where was I? Oh, thank you very much for the super chat, Farron Monique. I really need to tell you who it is, but I think it's written down physically in my notebook because I don't see it in my notes for the thing. Shoot. I really want to tell you who she is and put her channel up and all of that, but I just, 
am not prepared for that. Uh, I can't even remember where I put her info. Hold on. pants on so I felt okay getting up okay so every month we are going to the super chat money every month is going to go to someone else um, we gave money and it wasn't mayor so mayor did come on and do a, a thing but this month I'm giving to um, someone else bear with me if you're watching the replay just skip ahead for like two minutes <laughs> I want to tell you, but I'm just not fully prepared. I'm mostly prepared. Today is just not the day. I've just had mute. We don't want to take the U.S. with us, right? Which is just, I can't say that enough. We don't want to take the U.S. with us. Um, we want to, we want to, um, we want to contribute. Okay. And so her, she's got videos, she's a brand new channel, she's got videos that are very helpful. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. So how do we know what our accommodation is going to cost? Okay. Airbnb is not super helpful for long-term stays, okay? I've been in this Airbnb for three months and I'm overpaying, no question. I'm paying $880 for the month. It's a house and I have a yard and all of that, but it's, I'm overpaying. Airbnb, you can sometimes start in an Airbnb and then negotiate off of the platform with the host for a, a lower price place. But what you really wanna do is get a, a rental in the city that you're going to. Get a rental, get an apartment there. Staying in an Airbnb for six months is probably wasting money. If you're staying for six months or longer, probably wasting money. So instead, consider going there in an Airbnb for weeks, you know, a couple weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and then commit to finding an actual apartment, especially if you know you're going to be there for about a year or more. So how do you find an apartment? You already know what I'm going to say. You get in Facebook groups for the city that you're thinking about going to. You find out what region of the city, like what neighborhood of the city or what neighborhoods of the city are recommended for you, especially if it's a place that you haven't been before. If you've already been, you may have an idea of what neighborhoods you want to go to, right? You get to look in, on, on these, in these Facebook groups. Listen, look, people will share stuff. Okay, but most likely, I don't know about most likely, but it's it's very likely that you're going to not have a permanent place when you move somewhere until you get there. Until you get there. Once you land in that city, prices go down. <laughs> as long as you're negotiating from outside of the country, you're going to be charged more. Once you land in that country, you now have more negotiation power to pay more. If money is a concern, then don't book anything permanently until you get there, unless it's a super califragilistic deal. Yes. If it's an amazing deal and there's no way it's not awesome and you're okay with whatever possibilities might pop up, then you can do it ahead of time. But if not, then you're probably going to wait until you get to that city to get your permanent place. 
another reason shipping is not going to really work out for you. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, Fair Monique. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I still feel like flustered, but I don't, you know how it is. You like some days, like nothing is together, like nothing is at 100% today. I've been up for three hours. You wouldn't even know. It's only 7.42. I've been up for almost three hours, and I still feel like I haven't, everything is like, bloop, not working, not working, not working. So I'm going to show you really quickly one of my favorite places to find out what things are going to cost, and that is Nomad List. I'm going to share my screen with you by doing this. Yep. And then I'm going to show you this. Yep, this is my notes. And then I'm going to show you this. Okay, in your work from anywhere toolkit, you have a link to Nomad List. Rashida likes the Earth Awaits. I am a fan of Nomad List. Uh, I am such a fan of it that I pay for it. That's not even an affiliate link because he doesn't, the, the creator of the thing doesn't believe in affiliate sales. So it's not even an affiliate link. I pay, I think it's like $30 for the year. Okay, so Nomad List is where I go to look up what things cost. They have um, costs that vary, right? So right now we're looking at costs for expats, and you see it says Lisbon, cost for expats in Lisbon, $1,423 US dollars per month, $1,423 US dollars per month. If I instead click on cost for local, it goes down to $872 for the month, and cost for a family, $3,052 for a month, cost for a remote worker, $2,095 per month, right? This is assuming, this is most likely assuming you're going to stay in an Airbnb um, you're not going to bother to get a rental, an actual apartment. So I like Nomad List because um, it's self-reported. People come in and report what they're paying, right? They tend to be, the people who are members of Nomad List tend to be a little younger than me, but they're 30s and 40s, but they're working people, and they're not super budget conscious. So anything that they say, anything they report, you can probably do it cheaper. But this is their... Um, their opinion of different places, right? So they've got Mexico City. They say Mexico City as an expat, you can do it on eight fifty-five for the month. As a local, five ninety-six for the month. As a family, two thousand seventy-nine for the month. And then as a remote worker who's probably not getting a rental, right? Fourteen fifty-one a month. So, so I just poke around on here. So we're going to look up. I told you to look up uh, Porto, so let's get to Porto. Now my screen looks different now because I have too many things up. My search screen, close filters. Oh, there it is. All right, so then we've got internet information, which is super important if you need to work from a place. This is saying Porto's internet is 24 Mbps, right? For for reference, in Delaware, it was around 10 Mbps. So this is more than twice faster than Delaware. The internet in Portugal is twice faster on average than in Dover, where, we, where I, my parents live. Uh, right now, I'm in Mexico. I'm live streaming with 5 Mbps. Anything below 5? It's going to be really hard to, to work. Okay, so but we're looking for cost of living. We're looking for what do places cost? Okay, so this is what 
one of the things that Nomad List is helpful with. This is uh, the Earth Await. So if you go to your toolkit, if you go to your Work From Anywhere toolkit, you'll have all of these um, tools listed in the toolkit. Let me give you that toolkit link. I like Nomad List. Rashida likes the Earth Awaits. We both like Numbio. All right. So you can see they break down cost of living based on um, what people have reported, right? So people who report being an expat and living in, Port in Porto, um, like on long-term rentals, are reporting that their cost of living is about $1,200 per month. Uh, we see a one-bedroom studio center, one-bedroom rental in a studio center, $590 per month. Hotel, Airbnb, $53 per night, right? So you can see what uh, people are paying for things. I'm going to go to one more. Numbio.com is another great resource because you can compare. So let's say we want to know Porto versus Lisbon. Again, this is a site where things are self-reported and um, or reported, reported by individuals, right? People share information on these sites. So we want to compare Porto and Lisbon. You can see my slow internet. So I told you I'm at five megabytes per second Mbps. And you can see that And when I'm live streaming, my internet kind of struggles a little bit. But it's still enough to do most of the things that I need to do. I don't want to sign up. Let's see if you'll make me. Okay. All right. And now we have our comparison in euros, but I want it in dollars. So numbio.com does a comparison. So you can see two places side by side. If you put in your home city and the place you want to go. I think <laughs> that would be a helpful search. That's the kind of search that'll get you out the door. So you can see that they're reporting that uh, consumer prices in Porto are 2.95% lower than in Lisbon. Rent, rent prices in Porto are 17.4% lower than in Lisbon. Okay. But grocery prices are 0.25% <laughs> higher in Porto than in Lisbon. Purchasing power in Porto is lower than in Lisbon. Lisbon. That means that based on the average income, people have less like disposable income in Porto than they do in Lisbon. Okay, and you can see what things cost. You can see what a bottle of water is going to cost. You can see milk, apples, eggs. Uh, but we'll get down to utilities, okay? So I find the utilities information is always really high. Um, if we put in Mexico, I've, as a house sitter, I've, I've seen utility bills in Mexico. In Guanajuato, her two-month bill was around $20. In um, where I just came from, Lake Chapala, her two-month bill, she gave me 500 pesos to pay her two-month electric bill. And that's $25 for a two-month electric bill. And I got change back. <laughs> I left her change from a $25 payment for two months electric bill. Her electric bill was around 21 US dollars for two months. Okay. Um, but on this site, it says something like $50 per month. So I find utilities are a little more expensive, reported a little more expensively than what I've seen 
be the actual number. So again, you're going to have to remember that this is what people are reporting and maybe you can do it cheaper. Okay. So we're getting electricity. So this is telling us in Porto what we can expect our electric bill to be in Porto. We're also going to be in Facebook groups for people, for expats in Porto, and we're going to know what they're saying, right? If they're saying their electric bill is 100 US dollars per month, then we know that this is probably close. If they're saying their electric bills have been $400 for the month, then we know, right? This is a source, but not the source. I cannot overstate how important Facebook groups are for expats. All right, so they're reporting internet, $37, $38 per month in Portugal, okay? So we're, we're writing down what we think our utility expenses are going to be in these places, and then they've got rent, right? Rent in the city center, one bedroom, rent outside of the city, one bedroom, apartment, three bedrooms in the city center, three bedrooms outside of the city, okay? So we're using these resources to talk about um, I mean, to, we're using these resources to write out our expenses. Okay, let me stop the share. Back to me. Okay, so I haven't seen the comments for a while. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm in a black in Portugal group, but should find one for Lisbon. Okay, yeah, I'm in black, black to Portugal. Is it called black to Portugal? Something like that. I'm in that group as well. Um, yes, find one for the country, find one for the city, find one for black in, and then find one for expats in, right? So I'm in expats in Portugal, and I'm in black to Portugal. Yeah, yes, find, get in all the groups, <laughs> get in them all. If you don't like them, you can leave them, right? But they have the information. These people are in here to share information. They're telling you what they're paying. They are telling you how much they're paying for utilities and stuff, okay? We're being robbed in the United States. We are. <laughs> yes. $20. Yes. Yes. Your electric bill in Mexico is going to make you, that is when, so I was house sitting in Guanajuato. It was a 30 day house sit. And that day <laughs> when I opened her electric bill, that, cause she left me money to pay it. That is the day that I knew I was not going to live in the United States anymore. <laughs> not like live, live, you know, that was the day. That was the day. Yes. Okay. So get your toolkit. That was numbeo, N-U-M-B-E-O.com. But that was, um, yeah. Okay. And then Mel's given us another resource called Expatistan. I've seen that one. It's not in the toolkit, but that's another one you guys should write down and, and open, up a, open up a window and look around. Warning, you will lose hours of your time. <laughs> They're really fun. They're really fun um, to look around and see what people are paying in different places. But look around. If you if a place is on your mind, look at what it's going to cost. Okay, so we're writing down our monthly expenses. What monthly expense did I skip that we need to add in? Let me go back to my notes. Accommodation, healthcare for you, healthcare for your pet, debt payments, utilities, food, transportation. Okay? Food, so food, I find with food, like just guess. <laughs> just guess. It's hard to take other people's word for it on food. Um, it's, that's a difficult one. 
but just guess. Like in Mexico, between the grocery store and Uber Eats, I spent. Well, no, I spent three hundred fifty dollars U.S. in the month of January. No, February. In the month of February, I spent three hundred fifty dollars U.S. on the grocery store and Uber Eats. Ten dollars a day or so, right? Um, uh, you know, like I don't know. There are YouTubers who are doing like a daily, like travel YouTubers who say, "This is what I spent in a day in this place." So you can look and see for your city, the place that you're considering going. There are there I, there's some somebody on YouTube who has done a day in the life in that city, and has told you what they spend on food. Just remember that you're going to be. Um, you're going to be, thank you. This is something I forgot. I forgot giving and tithes and, and I didn't, I, I put savings somewhere, but I didn't put it there. Giving, tithes, savings. Yes, thank you, sweetums. Um, but there's somebody who has said what they spend in a day. It's hard to compare because some, sometimes you just want to go, you don't want to always eat the cheapest possible way, right? So you have to build in a cushion. Hi. Hi, Francine. Yes, Francine's in Mexico. Francine's in Hermosillo, teaching English, I think. Yes, teaching English in Hermosillo. Electric bill was $18 this month. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm telling you, once I saw the electric bill, I knew. <laughs> I knew I will not be living here anymore. Thank you very much for the super chat, Imani. <laughs> Imani Sankofa. All right. Yes, and Uber Eats is expensive. Yes, so even with the Uber Eats, like, expensive eating, I still spent $350 for the month of February on food between the grocery store and Uber Eats and tipping for Uber Eats, which is billed separately. Uh, yeah, $350 for the month. So you got to just, but, yeah. But that was a lot of grocery store eating and, and some cooking. I did a little, as little as possible, but I did cook a little bit. All right. So, okay. So we know where to calculate, where to go to calculate our monthly expenses. Yes. Anything I didn't, anything you don't know how to find the number for. Okay. We've talked about our home expenses. We've talked about our one-time expenses. And we, now we're talking our recurring expenses. Anything you don't know how to figure out the number for between accommodation, healthcare, debt payments, utilities, food, transportation, giving, saving, tithing, investing, all of that. Those resources in that Work From Anywhere toolkit are super helpful. <laughs> this is what we use, right? This is how we decide where we're going, okay? All right, Mel, 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 200 euros a month if your accommodation is free. I'm going to do a quick conversion. I think that's a pretty much $200, but let me see. That is 230 U.S. dollars. Ah, you'd be really cutting it close. You would have to, like, you'd have to cook everything. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try that. I would try to find a way to get a little more money. Right, a little more income, teach English online or, 
or something. Where am I? I lost you guys again. I would, that's, I don't know that that would even cover food, right? Cell phone. Forgot that. Utility, I said utilities, but I forgot specifically cell phone, right? So yes, so those sites also list your cell phone stuff. I don't think so. No, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't do it. Um, I would either find a way to supplement my income. That is it. <laughs> or find more money. Yeah, I would find a way to supplement my income. Trash bills aren't a thing here. Am I wrong about this? I've never seen a house sitting client get a trash bill. Uh, and I've never heard anyone like I watch all of I watch all of Cinnamon's videos on Portugal, uh, Driven Spice, and I watch the um, the family. I don't watch. Well, I've, I've seen a couple of their videos on Portugal. I don't know that anybody pays um, trash bills. They have to. I don't know. In Amsterdam, even in Amsterdam, you in a house site in Amsterdam, and you just take your trash. The neighborhood, ha like at, at the end of every street, they have what looks like a little trash can, right? But it's really an underground dumpster, and you just take your trash there and put it in. So there's not an individual house by house trash pickup. I don't know if trash bills are a thing in the rest of the world. Cell phone. All right, so those those resources do list cell phone payments or cell phone things, right? So Numbio and the Earth Awaits and Nomad List, they all are listing what cell phone bills will, will cost you in your country. If your phone is unlocked, right? You're you from if I assume you're in the US or Me or Canada or UK or wherever, if your phone is unlocked, you can get a SIM card in the country you're going, right? Just get the SIM card there and um, in Mexico, I paid 200 pesos for one month's service. 200 pesos is 10 U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and that gave me two gigabytes of data. Two gigabytes of data. And then Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp did not count towards the data. <laughs> that's, that's, that happened in uh, like Cambodia and, and the Philippines and stuff too. Facebook and Instagram and stuff are free. Um, and then... Two, two gigs of data, talk and text, I think, are unlimited. That's two, $10 per month. The thing about that is if you're, if you're moving place to place, country to country, you'll get a different SIM card in every country, and so you'll have a different phone number in every country. If for work reasons or for whatever reasons you don't want a different phone number in every country, just get an international SIM card. Google Fi, which is in the toolkit. There's a link to Google Fi in the toolkit. I use Google Fi. Where my phone? So I use Google. Well, I'm going to show it to you like it means anything to you. My phone, my screen is still cracked. I got to get to the place. My screen is still cracked. So I use Google Fi, but it says Telcel, right? So I'm using Google Fi. I have a Google SIM card um, in my phone. The birds got really excited. Um, I, use, I have the Google Fi SIM card, and it works in a hundred and some countries. I'm paying $20 per month for basic service plus an extra $10 for every extra gig of data I use, right? So my bill is between $27 and $35 per month. But it means that I don't have to have a different phone number every place. If that matters to you for work reasons, then Google Fi is a good option. Okay. 
Mexico, if your building doesn't pay the trash guys, you should tip them. Okay. You can, there's a tip can on the truck. Okay. I never see, <laughs> so in the U.S., you know, the trash people, they usually come really early in the morning. In, in, when I house it in Mexico, you don't know what, I don't know what time they come. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen them. You put your trash out and it's gone later. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks very much, Janelle, for that super sticker. I feel really bad that I can't tell you her name. I'm a, Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on YouTube and I'm going to tell you what her name is. And I'm going to link to her channel. Okay. So... Um, she is a creator who, as I said, makes videos on travel and on, um, she's a, a black woman creator who makes videos on travel and on, um, conscious, I found her because she had a video about, um, I found her because she had a video about um, channels, about traveling responsibly and about giving back to a community more than you take. Because that's something I've been thinking about lately. Like, how do I do that? Right? Because I'm in Mexico. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, I'm using resources. How do I give more than I take? Right now, it's just me tipping well. <laughs> I get Uber Eats delivered all of the time and I tip really well just to, you know, try to balance things out. But what, what can I do? I don't, so I, one thing I could do is make sure that I'm staying in Airbnbs that are locally owned and, and owned by like regular people, not by rich people. This Airbnb, I'm pretty sure is owned by a rich guy because I think he owns the whole block. It's, I'm behind a shopping center or like a business park thing right in my face. Um, I'm right behind a business park. He owns the whole thing. Uh, so I'm not super helping. I'm not really helping the economy. I'm helping one person. But I have stayed in Airbnbs where I knew that I was staying with a person who was a local. So how do I do more of that? That's my question. How do I do more of that and more giving? Conscious. I cannot find her, y'all. How do I do more of that and less um, taking? You know, how do I take less, contribute more? I watch so many YouTube videos that my history is help is not any help. What is going on? This one thing, it's not even a fly. It's like a, I'm going to have to kill it. Like a moth flying in my face. Uh, all right. So if y'all have any ideas on how I do that, let me know. Or how we do that, share it with us. Because that's my next question. So we're going to these awesome places where we're going to live inexpensively. How do we make sure that we contribute? Now, I, t I said this on a one-on-one -on -one call just yesterday with, with uh, my friend Camille. Or a talk with my friend Camille yesterday. She was like, um, do you feel like you're you know, giving back enough? And I said, in Portugal, I don't think it matters because <laughs> they had a big part in the transatlantic slave trade, right? They built the ships that brought us here, so they owe me. I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel it as much. I don't know that I would feel so concerned in Portugal. 
maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. So maybe somebody needs to educate me, come on and help me navigate this particular topic, this particular issue. So journeys, Lord have mercy. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So her channel is so journeys. She's new. All right. She's got 19 subscribers. Her content is bomb. Okay. So if you're interested in how to travel more ethically, if you're interested in how to travel more ethically, if you're interested in um, seeing what life is like for, she's a little younger than me, right? Seeing what life is like for somebody who's a little younger, who's talking about culture shock and cultural appreciation versus cultural, um, uh, what is it called? Appropriation. Then check out her channel. Okay. So anyway, so she, I don't know her. But I, so my super chat money is going to go to her today to encourage her to continue to make good work. She's so new that so YouTube won't let you abbreviate your channel name until you get to a, per, a certain number of subscribers. So she's not there yet. So her channel name is just that. <laughs> it's just letters and numbers. But if you look up Sojourneys, Sojourneys, her name is Sojourner, Sojourneys on YouTube, you'll see her. I appreciate what she's doing and the information that she's giving. Yeah, Ife, definitely locally owned Airbnbs in South Africa, black owned Airbnbs. Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I so in South Africa I did I did stay in Black owned and white owned Airbnbs and hostels and everything. Um, I was, yes. And I thought I need to do better, right? I need to do better. I'm staying it because I, you know, like the white Airbnb, it was a pool house and it, you know, like, I'm like, I need to do better. I'm sacrificing my own principles just to be a little more comfortable. <laughs> like, seriously, that was the thought I had in South Africa as I stayed in only two black owned Airbnbs the whole time. And the rest of the time they were white South Africans. And I felt like, you know what, I hear I am giving this money to these white South Africans and not black South Africans. Wrong answer, wrong answer. Um, I had the thoughts, but I didn't take the steps to rectify that while I was there. I didn't. So I, that is something I need to Thank you, Francine. That is something I need to um, put into practice, right? Don't stop just thinking about how can I do it and put it into practice. Put it into practice. So that's my concern now. Like right now, so I'm leaving this Airbnb owned by the rich guy. I'm going to a hotel, probably owned by a rich person. It's a boutique hotel. Uh, it's swanky. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Vicarious. I'll show you some pictures. I'm going to my swanky Airbnb. But then I have a full month, so that is what I'm thinking. How do I find a, an Airbnb, or how do, how do I, I need to commit to staying in an Airbnb that is locally owned and not by a rich person? I have one month, and then I'm going back to Lake Chapala for a house sit, and then I'm going back to Delaware. So I have one month to put practice what I preach, right? Put it into action. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, it's crucial. It is crucial. So that's, yeah, so that's what's, that's what's brewing in my brain. 
AJ, living in France? Do Is there anyone in my network with info on living in France? Yes, there is. Latrice Shepard, who is penniless in Paris on, on Instagram and on YouTube. And I'm typing her Instagram, but she has a YouTube channel too. Um, I can't type them. Instagram.com slash penniless. All right. Latrice is penniless in Paris on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, not only is she an expat living in France, but she is an expat coach who helps people make that transition to living in France. She is the person who taught our workshop on getting residency in France. If you're interested in the workshop on getting residency in France or getting residency in Portugal or getting residency in Mexico, we have workshops on those that you can watch at exodussummit.com slash workshops. Yes. I'll, if you're in, I don't know. So we have a face. I don't spelled it wrong anyway. Delete <laughs> that. ExodusSummit.com slash workshops. Okay, so if you're interested in the workshop that Latrice taught on getting residency in France, holler at us there. Go there. If you um, if you don't want the workshop, if you're not interested in residency, holler at her. She is a coach. She you can talk. You can book time with her, and she can help you. She's awesome, and she's our friend. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's our friend. That's why I smiled when you asked if we know anybody. Do we? Yes, we do. Yeah, she's our girl. All right. Okay. Okay. So I'm scrolling through the chat. Okay, how did we do? Did we get, did we figure out our number? Or if we, so some of us can't get our number right now because we need to do some calculation. But did we all figure out how to get our number? Thank you so much for the super chat, Tam. I don't know anything about this yellow rose. I have Sephardic ancestry, how difficult. I have no idea. You're going to need to find um, find out if they have is that is that something that they even offer? So I don't know. I know you're going to need to do some Googles on that. You're going to need to get in some groups and ask some people about that. Hey, Charmaine, Mexican citizens are leaving the area due to lack of opportunities and safety. What area are you talking about? What part of Mexico? Sojourneys. Okay, let me see if I can find her find the thing again. On YouTube, she is Sojourneys. J-O-U-R-N-I-E-S. Let's see what I can find. Where's my comment? I'll type it again. Sojourneys. All right. That's our super chat friend for the week. For the for the for this week, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's got good info. She's putting out quality content, right? <laughs> quality content. Yeah, you'll love. Well, listen, don't blame me. I'm telling you, between the resources that we've given you to research cost of living 
And so Journey's YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, the other YouTube channels we talk about, don't blame me if you lose hours and days and weeks of your life to <laughs> looking at stuff. It's addictive. Don't don't get uh don't it's not my fault. It is not my fault. I have no responsibility. I have no responsibility for that. All right, Natisha. When you are you, okay, with with every, all countries are different, okay? Countries have different requirements on when you need to start paying taxes to that country as opposed to the US. If you are a US worker who is living living in Portugal, but not work, not technically working in that country. You know what I mean? So like I'm in Mexico, but I'm not technically working in Mexico. I work online. I don't have a job in Mexico. Right. So taxes are different. There are countries that have tax treaties that say, all right, well, if you're paying taxes to your home country, you don't have to have, you don't pay taxes to us. Right. So that's something that is very country specific. Um, yeah, there are some places where you will have to pay taxes in that country. There are countries with the tax treaties that you won't have to pay taxes in that country. Right. It's country specific. Can a U.S. driver's license allow you to drive in a foreign country? You need. To, so, uh, yes, but not legally. Right. So I, I have no problem renting a car with my U.S. driver's license. I've rented cars in Mexico, in South Africa. Australia, no problem. But there is such a thing as an international driving permit. I've never gotten one. And it's like $30. It's not that it's a problem. It's just something I've never taken the time to do. Um, so there is an international driving permit. I've found that when people pull you over, and I've been pulled over in South Africa and Australia, um, they don't understand the driver's license, and they just give you a ticket. <laughs> right? like... Imagine if you were a police officer in the U.S. and you pulled someone over and they handed you their Mexican Mexican driver's license or their whatever. You'd just be like, you can't drive here. <laughs> and then you get an extra ticket. So I just get ticketed extra. <laughs> I have been ticketed in South Africa. That was in a rental car. And they um, the rental company paid it and then billed me. I was like, I don't think I need to pay this. And the rental company Hertz was like, oh, yes, you do. So, and then in Australia, I was using the car, I was staying with a family, and I used their car, and I was pulled over there. Um, and I actually don't think I got a ticket, though. I don't think I got ticketed, because that was their car, and I would have paid that. Uh, but I don't think I got a ticket, because the, so the, the, oh, that's a funny story, but I don't know if I can tell it. So the. So I was staying with a family in Australia. I would say Australians are racist, but the family that I was staying with was not racist. She was actually Dutch, and he was British. So that had a little something. And he was raised in New Guinea. So that had a little something to do with them having a different mentality than actual Australian people. So they let me use the car. And I, I drove the kids to school in the morning, and then I used the car until school got out. Uh, but one day I was driving the dad somewhere, driving to the store or whatever. And the police pulled us over because they recognized his car. And they were like, uh, you didn't vote. You don't have a license. In Australia, voting is compulsory. If you don't vote in elections, they will take your driver's license. He was not allowed to drive because he refused to vote. 
Yeah, I guess he'd become a citizen. He refused to vote. They took his driver's license and the police recognized his car. It was a sob. And so they pulled me over just to make sure that he wasn't the person driving. That's right. He did look at my license and he was like, whatever. <laughs> just go. <laughs> just go. I'm not dealing with this. Uh, so you do, you should get an international driving permit. I don't have one. I'm behind in the chat. Okay. Do I have any information on Ghana? If you're in the Exodus Summit Facebook group, we are talking Ghana next week. Uh, we will have a we have a live stream. Oh, actually, it's not scheduled, but I think it's going to be next week. It may be no, maybe in two weeks. If you're in the Exodus Summit Facebook group, we have a live stream coming up in, in April. We have a live stream coming up about Ghana. So we did a workshop on opportunities in Ghana. Kristen from Certified Africa. Instagram.com slash Certified Africa. Kristen from Certified Africa is a like a consultant who or she's an attorney in the U.S. who helps people set up businesses and pro get property and stuff in Ghana in particular. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of information on Ghana, so in a couple of weeks, we will get some new information. If you are someone who still needs to work on the internet to make money, some of East, some of West Africa, some of West Africa will not be a good choice for you, okay? Right? Just like we talked about the $10, $15, $20 electric bill in Mexico, we're talking exponentially more in West Africa. In some parts of West Africa, we're talking about less reliable electricity, less reliable internet. Okay. That's why we have someone coming in in April to talk to us about Ghana. Because we want to be, like I said, I like conveniences. <laughs> I want, I need some things I need. I need to make money. So I need good internet. And I also want certain conveniences that I just don't think I can get in Ghana. She's coming to talk to us. She might school me. She might tell me stuff that she will change my mind. So stick around. If you're in the Exodus Summit Facebook group, you'll see. You'll see that. But I haven't been to Ghana because, number one, it's just expensive. <laughs> expensive. And I don't think I have, I will have the ability to work as easily online in Ghana as I do in Porto, Portugal, or in La Paz, Mexico, or wherever. Is it easier to connect with Black expats on Facebook? Yeah, it just is. There's an app called Expat. So I have an app called the Expat app. <laughs> the Expat app. Okay, so there is an app for Black expats called the Expat app. Actually, I don't even know if it's for black expats. Everybody on there is black. The, yes, enhancing the black expat experience. The, there's an app called the black the expat app by Shar Winter. Shar. I'm pretty sure her last name is Winter. Shar Winter has created an app for us. If we if we don't want to be on Facebook, I understand. I understand. So this is a community where you can go and get good info. If you're not wanna, if you don't want to deal with Facebook, or even if you do want to deal with Facebook, I'm on the app. I am not a super social media person. 
I'm not super into it. Um, so I'm not, I don't, I'm not active on the app today. That might change if you're watching from the future high, that might have changed, but that is an app where you can get some good information and form community with people around the world. Yes, Pauline. Yes. I'm pretty sure Char's last name is Winter. Char Winter is the creator of this app, a black woman expat, right? Who saw a need and created a community for us. You're welcome. Yeah, she, she, she says she reactivated her Facebook account just to join the group. It might, I mean, it really might be worth it just for that short period of time, just while you're getting yourself together, right? Just while you're working your plan, it might be worth it. Some of these groups are just phenomenal. You know, if I may say so myself, the Exodus Summit Facebook group is just so super helpful. And we've got all April, we've got more helpful stuff coming, <laughs> more stuff coming. Okay, so we, okay. Oh, and then, oh, shoot, we're almost out of time. And I didn't tell, we didn't talk. We didn't even get to the fourth. The fourth thing is income, right? So the fourth thing we're writing down is our income. What income do we have to support ourselves while we're away? While we're either on our sabbatical or uh, while we have moved abroad? What income do we have? Online, remote, right? Are you a remote worker whose job will let you go out of the country? Keep in mind that some jobs will not. For tax purposes and for insurance purposes, they will not. If you don't have a remote job and you need a remote job, look in your Work From Anywhere toolkit. We have some fantastic remote work resources in the Work From Anywhere toolkit. If you need to um, just supplement, like you want to tutor in English online, that's a very popular way for people who are out of the U.S., but need to make a little extra income to make a little extra income. If you want to do something like what I do, coach, right? Turn what you know, turn your expertise into a service or a product. That's another super viable way to do it, right? I am in La Paz, Mexico right now because house sitter school supports me. I'm a house sitter. People were always asking me, how do you become a house sitter? I put together a YouTube channel and I put together a masterclass called House Sitter School. And that's why I can be where I want. Well, like, except for COVID. Like, <laughs> I can be where I want when COVID says I can be there. <laughs> so if you're considering turning your expertise into a product, or if you've already done that, that could be a viable way for you to live where you want, live in your dream location. You don't necessarily need to, to sub to a lot of people say, I need to make what I'm making here. But like what make from my new business, what I'm making in my old business. But these notes that we just took should show you or might show you that you don't need that same amount of income. We didn't figure we didn't factor in taxes to recurring. We need to add taxes to our recurring because you are going to pay U.S. taxes. Um, yes. So, but, but you may not need to make the same amount out of the U S that you needed to live in the U S your side hustle, the side hustle that you already have might be enough to support your life abroad. Look at your numbers, look at your numbers and see what they say. They may very well tell you that you can go 
to Guadalajara or Oaxaca, Mexico, and live your dreams on $1,200 a month. We talked to Queen Michelle on my channel. She's living on just over $1,000 a month. <laughs> living. <laughs> living. Her and her little dog, Quincy, living. <laughs> I know I, I, Queen hooked me up with a house sit from her masseuse. <laughs> her massage people. <laughs> she gets regular weekly, regular massage. I don't know if she goes weekly. Regular massages on her $1,000 a month income. Right. So look at your numbers and see what they're telling you. I, um, Sojourneys, Sojourneys, S-O-J-O-U-R-N-I-E-S. The link is, it's not a short link, so, but if you type in Sojourneys in the YouTube search, you'll see her. You may have to go to Sojourneys on Instagram and then go over, you know what I mean? Follow the link. But I think if you just go to YouTube and you type in Sojourneys, Sojourneys, and you might have to type in Sojourneys and cultural appropriation or something her channel should pop up for you yeah so i hope that your numbers give you some inspiration some hope okay rashida and i this next starting on monday rashida and i are running a six-day challenge called get your next three clients okay if you do some sort of you know what her channel was here this whole time oh my lord have mercy right in the notes that i've been looking at just at the body and scroll far enough. Good Lord. Unpack. Okay, watch Sojourneys. Let's unpack that expat versus Im immigrant video. This is the latest video of hers that I work watched. I'm telling you, y'all. I'm not all. I'm not all there today. <laughs> I need. I need coffee. Okay. I wait. I wasted so much time. It was right there on my notes. I just didn't scroll. Freaking. Okay, so you might find, you might very well find that your um, side hustle, right, that side thing that you do might be enough to support you abroad. If you need some new clients, join us for the Get Your Next Three Clients Challenge. If you have a business and you just aren't getting clients, right, if you just need to do some better online marketing, the Get Your Next Three Clients Challenge is going to help you get an online marketing system together in six days, right? Less than maybe an hour a day for six days, you are going to get your, get your, um, get a marketing strategy. Some of us start out just doing random things and we don't know what's working. We don't know how to get in touch with the people who would be our ideal client, right? I knew, I knew people who would make great house sitters. They would love the idea of house sitting, but I just didn't, um, know how to get in touch with these people. So I'm typing this out. The get your next three clients challenge is good for you. If you already have something, I'm typing the link out right now. Yoga bliss dance. I'm typing it out. So the challenge is good for you. If you already have a business and you're just not getting a stream of clients in, you're not getting the clients in that will help you live your dream. Right. Also, the challenge is great for you. If you have a, an idea, of a product or a service that you want to offer and you just have to get started. If you need some people to get in with you to, to, to like form a community with you and help encourage you, this challenge is for that too. If you need to get clear on what you're actually going to offer, come to the challenge. Okay. So I keep talking and I can't type and talk. Exodussummit.com slash next three clients.
Okay, get your next three clients challenge. It's a six-day challenge. ExodusSummit.com slash next three clients. Okay, this is starting on Monday. Monday, March 29th, six days. If you're watching this in the future and it's too late to join, go to that link anyway because you can probably get on the waiting list for the next time. I don't know. We don't have it scheduled for the next time. We ran it in February and then we're running it the end of March again. It's not a free challenge. Okay. You're getting coaching. It's This is an opportunity for you to get small group coaching over a six-day time period to make progress, the kind of progress that you've been trying to make for the last few months. But it's not a free challenge. You're paying for the challenge. You're paying for the small group coaching. Um, and again, if you're watching from the future, you still go to the link. It starts on Monday, March 29th, 20-something. Mm-hmm. Monday, March 29th for six days. Uh, we're going to talk live every day for the next six days. Okay. <laughs> this time change. So I'm still on Mexican time is a different time than U.S. time, right? So the time changed in the U.S. for y'all two, almost two weeks ago. Time doesn't change here in Mexico until next week. Uh, so even now, I'm still getting times mixed up. Just this week, I missed something because my times are mixed up. So I've, I'm used to being two hours behind Eastern time, but right now we're three hours behind Eastern time. Things are crazy. All right. Come on over. Come on over. Okay. So we have some, we have a mix of people this time. So it, the challenge is for people who are, if you need to get clients online. Okay, so if you're doing a physical product, probably not going to be super helpful for you. For one, Rashida and I don't have any experience with selling physical products. And um, yeah, so it's not going to be super helpful for you. But if you sell a service or a digital product, like House Sitter School is a digital product. My one-on-one -on -one calls are a service that I provide. Uh, if you sell a product or a service, we're going to help you get your online marketing strategy together that actually works. So come on over, exodusummit.com slash next three clients. Some people who were in the challenge last, and when we ran it in February, have started to collaborate with each other, which is a wonderful thing to see. Audience growth happens when you collaborate with other people who are doing similar things. Your audience becomes their audience. Their audience becomes your audience. So we're seeing not only have people taken the info from the challenge, but they've also like amplified that by joining forces together. <laughs> So this time we have a, um, we already have a tarot, tarot reader registered. Uh, we have a, like a coach, a, like an expat coach registered. We have a doctor <laughs> registered. Uh, we have someone who's doing like a healer registered. And a couple of people who I don't know, a couple names I don't recognize. Uh, we have six people registered right now. I did this. We have six. We have six women registered right now. We had 30 last time. We have six this time. I think we're going to get closer to, we, our goal is 24, so I think we're going to get closer to it. But, but um, it's a way for you to not only get your online marketing together, but get a community, right? Get a, commu a small group, a small community of women who are in this together, right? We have, it's women only. 
It is women only. We have a mission. We're all on a mission to make black women's lives better. I don't think there's anybody in the group who would say, no, that's not my mission. But whatever it looks like, right? Whatever that looks like for people. We're on a mission to make black women's lives better. Years ago, I dated this guy and he was like, you're smart. You should go to grad school. You should buy some property. You should. He was always telling me what to do. And he was a pilot. He was very bossy. <laughs> That was Stephanie Perry on YouTube. We'll finish her last segment on the next segment. This is almost out of time. So she'll continue on the next segment. Thank you for listening. He said, what is, what are you doing with your life? What do you, I said, I don't know right now. I said, but I know my, my, my purpose is to help people live their dreams. And he thought that was the dumbest thing, but man, if I'm not doing it, I'm telling you when, that, when we had that conversation, I was a pharmacy technician and I was unhappy and I was like, not unhappy. I was sad. I was a sad pharmacy technician who spent a lot of time on the sofa, right? Just sad. Um, but I knew that that was my thing. I knew that that was why I was here. I didn't know how it was going to look because I wasn't living my dreams. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew and that was freaking 2005, maybe. Um, I know somebody right now is saying that's my mission too. <laughs> that's my exact mission too. If that's your mission, it's time. Like it's go time. It's go time. We're seeing black women's lives being transformed. I get to see it every freaking day. It feels so good. <laughs> it feels good. I get to see it every day. If you have a business that has that mission, or if you have a business idea that has that mission, join us in this challenge, okay? By this time next week, you could have clients, right? You could be living out your purpose. Come on over. I can't tell you how awesome it feels to make that transition from, I don't know, to I'm doing it and I'm doing it with like basic stuff that are I didn't have to go to school and learn new things and get in debt and spend a lot of time I help people live their dreams by house sitting right <laughs> by talking on a YouTube channel you know it doesn't have to be we black women you know we get told all the time you have to have some external um verification or some like external um, approval permission before you can do things no you don't you are permission I have given myself permission to do what I want <laughs> give yourself that permission give yourself that permission no more sadness I was just, I was sad I was just sad I was the sad girl I think that I think that we I think that might be everyone's purpose I don't know I don't want to get too into that, but I think that is our, our purpose as a collective of humans is to, to live and love, right. And help other people live and love, live your dream. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I knew, I knew. And as the words came out of my mouth and I really didn't, hadn't planned anything. Like I wasn't working on anything, but when the words came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
he was into external things. He drove a Mercedes S5 and he, you know, he was a pilot. He was just like, you know, he was into external things and he really didn't understand why I wasn't chasing after these external things. And all I could say to him was, I, look, I have a purpose. <laughs> and it's not that, it's not that. <laughs> I validate myself. Yes, I hope that we all can can say it's, it's it's hard. I know it's hard because we do get told to do these things before we are valid, right? Do these things before you we are valued. It's not true. It ain't true. I'm telling you, it's not true. It's not true. All right. <laughs> the Connie Perry, sometimes the Connie Perry just jumps out at me. <laughs> jumps out of me. My my grandfather, Reverend, Reverend Russell Perry, when I went to school, I went to, so I went to Spelman my freshman year, and then I went to Delaware State University, and um, people would say, are you Russell Perry's granddaughter? <laughs> there were sometimes the Russell Perry just jumps out at me, jumps out of me. Okay. I'm trying to get my mother on board with leaving Maryland and other friends who are developing seasonal depression. Sometimes it just takes one exposure, right? I remember the time that my mom and dad on, on vacation Went, for some reason, we always took vacation, not for some reason, my dad's birthday and my parents' anniversary is in August. We always took vacation in August. One year, my parents went on vacation in January. They went to Florida. And my mom was like, it's 75 degrees. Light switch. <laughs> All it took for her to realize that she did not have to go through winter anymore. Now, she still lives in Delaware. She still goes through winter. But she now knows she doesn't have to, right? Sometimes it just takes one good exposure. Cutie pie, if you go and they come and visit you, that might change everything. That might change everything for them. And maybe not. Maybe not. We, I think, we, a group, this group of women, this group of black women who are saying, I can carve out a life that fits me, right? I don't have to fit into a life that someone else has carved out for me. We're a little bit ahead of the game, we're a little early. We're early adopters. I think I think that's fair to say. And so some people just aren't going to be ready. But child, let it show them. Some things you can show them better than you can tell them. <laughs> show them. Yes. Yeah. Winter. Winter. That one flip switch. That with the idea that we don't need winter to live changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He wasn't a good match. He was never a good match. I knew that. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you. I always knew. I always knew. No more sadness. Thank you, Brenda. I am abundantly blessed. May we all be abundantly blessed. <laughs> he is, I'm sure he is bossing some woman around right now. <laughs> Got her in debt and exhausted. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure right now some woman is in debt and exhausted listening to his advice. Not me. And Kanita, I know, I know what that looks like. I remember, I still remember just coming home from work in the morning. I work nights, coming home from work, sitting on the couch. And I knew that that, not only was that my day, but that was going to be my week. And that was going to be my month. And that was going to be my year. You have to just make a change. It doesn't have to be, and it really, like, it doesn't have to be something as dramatic as leaving the country, but you have some change. Hope 
is powerful. Once you find something that you can hope for, for the future, for yourself, and you start moving towards that, I'm not a psychologist, right? So I never use the, I don't talk about depression and all of that. I'm just talking about sadness. That sadness lifted. That sadness lifted for me before I left the country. Once I started planning, it took me 15 months to plan and save the money to go. And that sadness just lifted. <laughs> it lifted. And how I knew it was lifting is men, I started going places and men started hollering at me and stuff. I was like, oh, I must be looking better now. <laughs> I must be looking better. Yeah, I remember like I would go to the bar. I had turned off my um, DirecTV. Back then I had DirecTV. I had turned off DirecTV, but I still wanted to go watch football. So I'll go to the bar on Sunday and watch the Eagles. And uh, men just started every every time, every time I would go, they would just, you know, be <laughs> there when like a few months ago I was invisible. And I was like, oh, yeah, they can see that I have a plan. I didn't fall for it. Don't fall for it. But that's, that was a sign. But you just have to make a change. Find something that you can hope for and then work towards it. I, I know. I know what that's. I know that feeling. I know it. But we, it doesn't have to. That doesn't have to be it. That's not that's not life. And it doesn't have to be. Plenty of people don't live like that. I reject that. Reject it. Okay. Good. Thank you. I'm glad you're here, Alanya. All right. Okay. So we, okay. So I got to go, y'all. It's almost nine o'clock here. And by 10 o'clock, I need to be packed so that when she comes, I'm not sitting here looking like I'm not ready to go. The house, keep, the house cleaner's coming at 10. Uh, I don't really have to leave until 11, but I know she's going to come early. So we have worked out our home expenses. We have worked out our one-time moving expenses. Please don't ship your stuff. If I can say one more time, don't ship and don't store. If you can, avoid it. Please avoid that. Uh, we've worked out our recurring, recurring expenses in our new place, and we've worked out a little bit of our income. Okay? Join us for the challenge. If you need help with income and you have an idea for a product or a service that you want to provide, or if you already have a product or service to provide and you just need help getting clients, okay? Again, the challenge is called Get Your Next Three Clients. It's at, vacare, it's at exodussummit.com slash next three clients. And it's um, six days. For, in six days, you're going to get together a marketing strategy for your business for the right clients, a marketing strategy to help you find the right clients. And you're going to find a community. <laughs> you're going to form a community with other women, maybe women of color that we may have some women who are not black women, but only women, only people who identify as women. Um, and you're going to form a community with these people who are going to be your future Rashidas, like your future business besties, you know, the, the women who work together with you to make people's lives better. If you're on a mission to make women's lives better, join us in this challenge. I can't, I'm excited. I'm, I, I love seeing what the women who were in the challenge last in February did. I love seeing what they did. Um, and I want that for you. I got it for me, right? I got it for me. I'm in Mexico. I'm about to follow me on Instagram too at Vicarious. Follow me on Instagram because I'm about to go to a place that is super posh. I always say I haven't been there because that's not budget friendly, right? When people ask me, have you been to this country or that country? I haven't been there. It's not budget friendly, but I'm about to blow my budget <laughs> this week coming up. 
Um, but it's because of House Sitter School and because of this YouTube channel. Right? That's why I can afford these things. So, come on over. I hope that we'll see you in the challenge. Uh, let's see. Thank you, cutie pie. Good. I'm so glad, Kim. <laughs> thank you very much for, for joining. And thank you for your patience with me searching and searching for Sojourning stuff. Um, I hope that you have subscribed to her channel, Sojourneys, on YouTube. Um, and I'll, she does, I don't know her, so I'm just going to pop some money in her cash app. I did look on the internet to see if she had a cash app posted, so I'm just going to pop some cash into her chat, cash app and let her know it's from the Vicarians. So thank you, friends. All right, so that's it. Um, we got our figure. I didn't ask anybody to, did, I, I don't think anybody could figure it out right away because you need to do some calculating, but you know how to calculate it. If you still have questions on how to calculate it, ask questions in the comments, okay? But this is it. This is your figure for how to, how much do you need? That's your figure, okay? Because we're not shipping stuff and we're not storing stuff, we can, we can write down on a piece of paper and we can figure out how much money we're going to need to be able to live abroad, okay? All right. Thank you so much, friends. Um, I appreciate you. Next week, uh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Every time I'm like, I should tell y'all what we're going to talk about next week, but I don't remember. Next week is April. Next week we've got, oh, we're going to talk some digital nomad stuff. We're going to talk about stuff specific to being a digital nomad in Mexico. Um, so we're going to talk about that. So if you need to work or run a business from a different place, we're going to talk about how to how to do that conveniently and all of that okay venus go back you're gonna have to watch the, the watch the video okay but we broke down we wrote down four different categories of money we are home expenses plus our one-time moving expenses um, our recurring monthly expenses in our new place and our income we wrote down four categories of money to figure out our um our number okay good okay cutie pie says we got this yeah. Venus, watch the replay, child. I can't go back. <laughs> All right. I'll see y'all soon. I'll see you on, um, I'll see you in the Exodus Summit Facebook group in the next couple of weeks talking about Ghana. I'll see you on my Instagram, which is at Vicarious, uh, showing you pictures of my awesome beach place. And then I'll see you here next Saturday talking about digital nomad life in Mexico. Okay. Thanks, friends. Have a great weekend.